Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's your guy Larry, and you just tuned into Black Nerds Bible Cast. So I'm glad that you joined me this morning, and or whenever time you listen to this po- this Bible Cast. Hey, so we've been getting into uh, Genesis chapter 12. We, we're all in the story of Abram right now. Uh, Abram and his wife Sarai um, as they continue the journey. So yeah, yesterday or day before yesterday uh, we read from Genesis um, chapter 12 and today we're reading from um, Genesis chapter 13. And this has this is going to have a lot to do with um, just pretty much the separation of Abram and his nephew Lot and how they um, how they begin to go their separate ways um, and also the establishing of, of what uh, God has for Abram when it comes to the land that he's going to give him just amazing amazing stuff I mean wouldn't you love to be uh, in Abram's position right now getting all that land just imagine what you and I could do with that land but anyway um, just wanted to kind of mention that to you. So hopefully you enjoying the, the everything that we've been going through. We went through. Um, also, we went through uh, the character of Noah or the person of Noah. We talked about him. Also, we went even further back to Adam and Eve. So um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to those episodes, by all means, yeah, go go kind of go through my recordings and you'll pick up some of the, the previous uh, lessons that we went through a lot of stuff and then even talk about God's word. Oh, before I forget to. Um, so this episode right now, we're dealing with um, with that. But the before we get into the next chapter it's quite a bit of content so i decided to go ahead and cut this off and then we give give you a little bit from the new testament in this portion of this this episode i'm going to be talking about the resurrection the resurrection of christ and also how we too um are also affected by the resurrection in other words basically the gospel and how important it really is for us to understand that just as we die also how important as it is that we will be resurrected yes that's right so if you died in christ you'll be resurrected in christ hey you know what i'm not going to get into to it right now i want you to listen to the end of the podcast so anyway um hopefully you're doing well hopefully having a blessed week and uh sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of black nurse bible cast Hey, good morning. So, um, we're going to continue on in our story reading or story about Abram and, um, most definitely has been a interesting journey so far, um, about, you know, talking about the life of Abram. Uh, last time we were together, we, we was in, uh, Genesis chapter 12 and that was concerning, uh, Abram, um, the call of call of God on his life uh, we discovered how God had called him taking him from uh, out of his his uh, his city or his uh, home and uh, and how God was going to place him into another land another place of his own in the midst of that 
Um, we also um, discovered how uh, Abram and, and his wife Sarai um, encountered trying to get to Egypt. And so when, before they got into Egypt, um, they had somewhat of a twist of event or twist of a situation, I guess you want to call it. And uh, find that very interesting. Um, definitely, when you get a chance, go back and, and listen to that episode. I thought it was real interesting and um, and pretty entertaining as well. So today, um, we're going to get back into Genesis 13. Uh, and this is uh, Abram. Abram and Lot, they separate. So um, let's go ahead and get into this and see what God has to show us and reveal to us today. So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. From Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel. They pitched their tent between Bethel and Ai, where they camped, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had had built the altar, and where and there he worshipped the Lord again. Lot was traveling with Abram, had also um, become very wealthy with flocks and sheep of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flock and herds living so close together. So a dispute broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict, this conflict to come between us or our, or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The, the whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll just take the land on the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the, of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zoar. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord or a or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. We went there. Uh, he went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinning against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can, see in every direction, north and south east and west I am giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession and I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth they cannot be counted 
go on, walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. Okay, so we're going to unpack this just a little bit. Um, So in this uh, chapter, we're reading here where um, they're continuing on uh, after they left Egypt. Okay, and um, they traveled north into Negev along with his wife and and uh, well, Abram's wife and Lot and they all um, and all that they own, it says. So in uh, verse two, I want to point this out. It says Abram was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. Okay, so, you know, um, remember part of it, the reason why they were rich is because of all the the um, all the the all the things that they had gained when they left Egypt. Remember, Pharaoh had given them a bunch of stuff. Um, so of course they have even more stuff than they had, um, before they left. And so, um, yes, that made him very rich. Then from the Gev, they continued traveling, uh, by stages. Okay. And as we, as we continue to read toward Bethel, they pitched their tent between Bethel and AI. This is where they did camp before. Then it says, um, uh, this is where the same place where Abram had built an altar and they worked and he worshiped the Lord again. Okay, so now we're going to, it's focusing more on uh, Abram and Lot. So as they begin to travel, um, there became a problem between the two of them, not per se them two, but remember they also had uh, people and servants along with them or herdsmen. In order for you to have like, you know, them having flocks and things like that. I'm sure um, as many as they had or as much as they had, they had to have people that would help uh, herd the flocks that they were that they were in that was traveling with them. So they're saying that obviously the flocks of sheep <laughs> and the goats and, and cattle, I guess they begin to kind of merge together and kind of blend in together. And so the herdsmen, they were, they were kind of going at it. And so they, you know, Abram, like he said, he doesn't want any dispute to happen between him and, and his, his own nephew. So he decides, you know, Hey, well, let's, let's kind of, uh, let's kind of go our separate ways here. And, uh, you know, that way we can figure out how not to, you know, keep having our flocks and, and our basically our property coming together. So what they decided to do is they decided to separate ways, like the Bible says, and they take the choice of the land. Now, isn't it funny here? Um, we're going to be reading further on the chapters as time goes. But I'm noticing what Lot had chosen and what Abram had chosen. So they, so Abram, of course, you know, probably being the more elder of, of them, you know, um, he decided to let Lot go ahead and choose first. And so Lot, you know, take a look at all the land. You know, first they said that, you know, uh, if you choose the, the, the plot of land or the land on your right, then I'll take the left. And, you know, this is what the Bible is saying. 
Well, then that's when Lot decides to go ahead and take the the fertile plains of, of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zoar. And the whole area was well watered and everywhere looked like, you know, like the Garden of the Lord and beautiful land of Egypt. So, you know, you could tell what Lot was looking at. Okay. Now there's really nothing. I'm going to say this. I don't think there's nothing real significant. Um, then again, it, it probably is. Okay. Um, we do understand that lot did settle in, in the Jordan Valley, they say east of them. And, but where he settled was also, um, near a place called uh, Sodom. Okay. And we're going to read a little bit about that city, um, as time goes, because, um, that's going to, you know, play a significant part in, in the life of Lot, actually, believe it or not. And so, but, um, verse 13, you can tell it says that the people, it said the people in near Sodom, um, were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. So that becomes a very significant thing. So, you know, you might say put a bookmark in that, you know, when you think about, uh, Sodom, the city of Sodom, because again, that's going to be a significant, that's going to play a significant role in the coming, uh, chapters here. Then it says after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, okay, you know, it's funny because he didn't, the Lord didn't speak to him while Lot was there, but he waited till, you know, when Lot was gone. So, um, the Lord looked, the told Abram, he says, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. Okay. He says, I am giving you, giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. Now I want to, um, I, I really want to, um, stop right here and just talk a little bit about this. Now, um, today being 2020, okay. 2020, um, I want you to try to bookmark this thought in your mind about the first time that the Lord is talking to Abram about this physical land. Okay. Abram um, has been looking and, and the Lord begins to show him this is the this is the land that he's given him as a remember it's called a permanent possession okay he, a permanent possession this means that and and there's two parts of this a permanent possession and also it's saying that as i'm giving you this all of this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants okay now your descendants that means that everyone that that will come after him after he passes away his his children his children's children and so forth and so on now as we as you bookmark this thought like i said i i want to what year what time of the uh, what time on earth when this happened and the time that we are in living in now this area or this uh yes this area in which he stands is going to play is playing a significant role all the way to this current generation right now now i don't have in front of me a geographical chart to prove to kind of to kind of show but everything the lord showed him in his physical um as far as physical possession as far as the land is is to the is that to this day 
And that's what I will leave you with that. Um, as we go along in chapter in the in the book of Genesis, and we begin to see this, okay, uh, this this here plays a significant part in our history, even to the point where we begin to see. And I'm I'm gonna say this, talk a little bit about world history a little bit. So right now, um, we see that in the world right now over in the Middle East, because this all happened in the Middle East, you have, um, you have the two different, um, uh, countries or yeah, countries that are fighting. You have the Israelites or the children of Israel, um, or the nation of Israel at this time now to, and when I say that, because remember back in the biblical days, there was the children of Israel or the Israelites. Well, Israel, Israeli, Israelite, they want to call them, I believe they call them. Now they are considered the nation of Israel and you have the Palestinians. Okay. Now those two are two countries that have been fighting over land from the time of this time that we read here. So when you hear certain things like about um, the land in which Abram um, established, was established, this is where it comes from. This is where the very first evidence that we read in the Bible about where God has established what what is what God is establishing through Abram to the, what we see even now. So when we just remember, when you hear um, the conflict over in the Middle East between the Palestinians and the nation of Israel, this is where this is where um, it started. And this is where you can point to as the establishment of where it began. And we'll begin to um, kind of the Bible begins to kind of touch on it a little bit here and there. Not so much the conflict, but but the the evidence of where this land and this this uh, appointment of land began with uh, uh, this gentleman, Abram. Okay. Now I want to read this again so that you can remember. This is in uh, chapter Gen- Genesis chapter thirteen. It says um, chapter thirteen verse fifteen. It says after no, I'm sorry, excuse me, fourteen. My bad. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, "Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west." I am given all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. This is a promise in which God had kept. Okay. Verse 17, he says, go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. Okay. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. They, there he built another, another altar to the Lord. Now, um, this is the end of chapter 13. Okay. But we don't worry guys, we're going to continue on. I'm sorry. We're going to continue on in our, in our, uh, study of, of Abram. But 
I want to end this chapter by letting you know, though, that, again, God has never finished with Abram. And matter of fact, what what God has established, he going to he going to fulfill what he, he promises. He always fulfills. So anything that you read, especially right now, you begin to see where God says, I am making a promise to you. This is what's going to happen. As far as everything you see, this is yours. I'm claiming you're going to, you need to, might as well just go ahead and claim it because this is going to be yours. Okay. If the Lord tells you in your life what God, what He's going to give you, you can take that to the bank. <clears throat> you can trust and believe in the Lord. Okay. Abram becomes later on just kind of giving you a a uh, 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 kind of a, a, a little bit of peak in the future by the new testament abram becomes the man uh, that we call the father of faith okay the father of faith and the reason why he's be- he's considered in the bible the father of faith is because what god had given him and god had revealed to him Abram at this time begins to believe it and trust in the Lord and begins to walk in it. The evidence of that is the fact that he built an altar and right there, wherever he, wherever the Lord has established him, you notice Abram builds an altar. The altar is to make an offering unto the Lord, to worship him, to thank him, things like that. So just remember that um, guys, just because you may not be perfect like abram was far from perfect either but he was obedient to the lord and whatever the lord told him that is which he believed and he walked in it and he and he became faithful but he also believed god and was accounted to him as righteousness this is this is a verse this is a verse in hebrews where it was accounted to him i believe in hebrews uh, chapter 11 it was accounted to him as righteousness because he believed god which means that abraham was was considered a man of faith according to god because he simply believed god okay so just take that um, with you um, out of this chapter and see how God had has established Abram and begin to um, um, begin to make this something that will not only enrich him for his life but his descendants when you obey God you never know how he's going to establish yourself and those that are coming behind you so just remember that this was a tremendous um, um, blessing and a tremendous establishment was establishing him and his lineage, his, his descendants. Amen. So hang in there. We'll be right back after this quick message. Hey guys, this is your guy Larry out of Sacramento, California. First of all, let me just start off by saying thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to this podcast or this Bible cast right now. So going further down into 2020, we're going to continue on 
reading stories and everything, highlighting certain characters in the Bible, like Noah, like Abraham, like Moses, like Isaac, Jacob, um, even King Saul, even Samuel, even some of the kings, some of the patriarchs, some of the, pro- the prophets of the Bible. And that's all just in the, New T- in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, we're going to be dealing with uh, the life of Jesus Christ, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then we're also going to be talking about notable people, Peter, um, one of his disciples as well, and continue this down the, down the path and how we can discover the best that God has to give us in, his, in, in reading the word of God. So just hang in there. Thank you again for your support. You can support me in a few ways. One, you can support me by monetarily giving. I appreciate that. You know, you can also find that link in in this in the subscription of this Bible cast or this podcast. You can also support me by just simply listening and and sharing or subscribing. Subscribing to my podcast or my um, Bible cast, whichever one you like to like to listen to, it really will greatly help me i appreciate all the listeners but i'm also asking you to just continue to share this with someone someone that you know would enjoy this podcast enjoy the bible cast get a benefit out of listening um, and how that can also change their life as well so if you enjoy it please do me a favor share this podcast or subscribe and uh, and until then i'll be talking to you soon hey Let's get back into this word and see what God has to say to us. Okay, welcome back. So tomorrow we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into chapter 14 of Genesis. Now, before I close today, I want to kind of go into another um, portion of the Bible and just kind of leave you with some thoughts um, of from the word of God. And uh, one of the um, scriptures that I want to mention in um, in the Bible is coming out of first corinthians 14 we're going to jump into the new testament and this is entitled the resurrection of the dead okay um so i want to kind of um um talk about and uh, what what um paul uh who was the one that um who were one that was talking to the corinthian church at the time um this is some important things. This is like uh, he's, he talks about the good news, talks about the gospel. And this is one of the um, this is one of the the uh, things of the Christian faith in which um, we as as believers, we stand on one of these truths as far as in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. OK, so uh, let's kind of go into this this conversation he's having. So in verse three. It says, uh, in, I'm sorry, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I think I mentioned that. It says in verse 3, I pass on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He, has, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, 
uh, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I have persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the apostles, other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach or for, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, and read from um, chapter 12 now it says um, this is entitled the resurrection of the dead but tell me this since we preach that Christ rose from the dead why are some of you saying that there will be no resurrection of the dead for if there is no resurrection of the dead then Christ has not been raised either if Christ has not been raised then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless and we we apostles would be all would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But this but that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty in your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more than more to be pitied than anyone in the world. <clears throat> but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of the great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has become has begun through another man just as everyone dies because we all belong to adam everyone belongs to christ we will be given new life but there is an order to this resurrection christ was raised as as the first of the harvest then all who belong to christ will be raised when he comes back after that the end will come when he will return or he will turn the kingdom over to God, the father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scripture says, God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority that does not include God himself who gave Christ his authority then all things are under his authority the son will put himself under God's authority so that God who gave the son authority over all will utterly will be utterly supreme over everything and everywhere if the dead will not be raised what point is there in the, in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why do it unless the dead will someday rise again? Why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as, as this is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. 
and what value was there in fighting wild beasts, these, those people in Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead? And if there's no resurrection from the dead, let's feast and drink and for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled by those by who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For, for to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Amen. Listen, this is a very powerful uh, uh, part of the Bible and also a very powerful part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, we're going to be eventually studying this studying about um, the gospel and we're going to be studying a little bit about the resurrection of the dead. So this was very interesting to you. Stay tuned for that. Um, eventually we'll be, we'll be going into the new Testament, just like we're going into the old Testament. Um, yeah. So just know that um, as, as something to look forward to in our lives, um, my parents, my mom and dad, they have departed this life. But I also, um, because I have faith in the Lord, I know that I'll see them again. I know that their bodies um, that were buried and everything that eventually, you know, those bodies were 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 um, they consider buried uh, corruptible. But like the Bible declares that we are buried corruptible and then eventually raised incorruptible. That means that no longer will you have to experience death again. So this is part of the faith that we have, you know, so though we, we may um, we may feel sad and cry and even, you know, uh, um, kind of, you know, have our our sense of bereavement over our, our lost ones. But if they're in Christ Jesus, then guess what? There, there's you must say we'll see them again. Let that be encouragement to some of you that might have lost one, have lost loved ones, especially those that are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, my friend, you know, this is where this is where you want to make that decision right now. You want to make sure that if you are living according to the Lord, then when you pass away one day, that your your salvation and your eternal life is is uh, for certain and it's assured. This is very important. You can live this life how you want to live it. You can go through life and and uh, you know experience the ups and downs of life and things like that. And and you're free to choose. But at the end of the, of your life, though, every choice that you make has a result, has an ending. Our lives right now will have an end. And eventually, you know, you want to begin to um, ask the Lord, you know, um, when I die, you know, where will I go? Will I go to heaven to be with you and be united with you? Or will I go to hell and be separated from you forever? You don't want to have that that to end. Now, I know that there has been challenging questions. People say, well, how do you know that there's an afterlife? How do you know there's eternal life? How do you know that there's a heaven or hell? Well, one, my answer to you would be is the fact that I have faith. Faith, faith is something that basically you believe in, though you do not see it. So you have faith in what the word of God says in your relationship with the Lord. So 
Yeah, if you want to consider it blind faith, it is. But at the same time, it's really not because you're really believing in what the God's word and you're trusting in what God says in his word. Also, because I'm truly saved in my heart, I believe in my heart that everything that that I read and everything that I pray to the Lord about is is real and he's real in my life because of the fact that I have an experience with God makes it makes him real to me and I live to the best of my ability accordingly sometimes not to say that I get it perfect or I get it right I, I sometimes I don't but I know that when I leave here when it's time for me to go that I will be with the Lord I will be with the Lord my God now that's also the same decision that you have to make. If you're sitting here, if you're listening, if you listen to this podcast right now is a good opportunity for you to make that decision. Make that decision right now. And and so that you, you know, that'll be the one last thing on your on your your checklist in life that you don't have to worry about. Don't wait until you, you know, on your deathbed or or, you know, you're getting ready to check out of here to decide living for God is a wonderful is a wonderful life because you begin to discover all that God has for you, all that he wants to plan and do for you and through you. So, again, don't waste your life. Decide to ask Christ to come into your heart, come into your life, and you'll see a huge difference as you begin to walk this journey um, as Abram has done, as as Noah has done and others that we're going to be talking about in the Old Testament, as well as what we'll be talking about in the New Testament. So if you haven't received Christ in your heart, let's pray right now real quick. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you, Father, for providing the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray right now that I believe in my heart that Christ has died on, died on the cross for my sins, that he was buried, he was raised on the third day, and he rose again for me. And because I believe in him, I believe that I will also go the same way. I will be raised again once, once again, but I will also be united with you in heaven. Father, I praise you and I thank you for the the sacrifice on the cross the blood that you shed for me now father help me to be the man and woman that you've called me to be help me to walk in your ways help me to establish your ways in in a, in a relationship with you i thank you again and i receive you in my heart i receive you in my heart and my in my my uh, my life right now become the lord in my life and begin to uh, teach me your ways Lord, I thank you again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart and you were sincere about it, you know what? From me to you, welcome to the family of God. And again, you'll begin to see how your life will begin to change for the better. Continue reading your Bible. Continue to pray every single day. Find you a good Bible-believing church that God is directing you. And then from there on, Begin to grow, begin to grow and enjoy the Lord. Okay. That's, uh, that's how, how simple it was, right? Didn't hurt at all, right? Simple prayer. And after that, just you believing in your heart. Okay. Remember, this is a, this is a walk of faith. A lot of times, sometimes according to, you know, the Bible, sometimes it's hard, but walk that faith and begin to establish your relationship with the Lord. Until then, I'll be talking to you the next time. 
And stay tuned for the next episode of Black Nerds Bible Cast. Have a blessed week.